0: It was the very eve of the Dust Bowl era, the darkest time in the history of Euro-American settlement on the Great Plains, when the Greeley County News, that's on the western tier of Kansas, smack on the Colorado line, chose to reprint the full text, eight stanzas plus chorus, of a ballad dating from the 1880s, Little Old Sod Shanty on the Claim." This was as if to say, oh, sure, we are entering into a horrific drought that is an existential threat to our civilization, but let's all sing a song about overcoming hardship and anticipating a happy future. Oh, then we'll be content for the years that we have spent in our little old the claim. Just a few years earlier, in 1926, Mrs. A.D. Anderson formerly of Bismarck, North Dakota, rode home from Bellingham, Washington to her friends on the plains. She announced that her fellow expatriates in the Northwest had formed a North Dakota club and chosen as their club song, Little Old Sod Chanty on the Clay. And we'd forget our trials and our troubles as we rest in our little old sod shanty on the claim. Good times and bad wherever you go. This is the song that keeps surfacing to voice the settler experience on the Great Plains. Listeners know that I am a great lover of the folk masterpiece Home on the Range and have declared it the greatest piece of lyric folk poetry ever to grace the culture of the North American Plains. But Little Old Sod Shanty on the Plains is the people's choice, the anthem of the settler society on the Plains. Its origins have, until recently, been obscure and disputed. Indeed, Nebraska's larger-than-life folklorist, Roger Welch, who passed away during the year just closed, joked that every town he visited, someone would come up to him and say he knew who wrote the song. And it was always somebody different. I have experienced similar disclosures. In 1991, a great-granddaughter of a German immigrant from Pennsylvania named Everett Calvert Motz asserted. He was the true author of Little Old Sod Shanty. As proof, she produced a cabinet card of Mott's standing on his homestead claim with the text of the song printed on the back. Somewhere in heaven, perhaps, Herr Mott's is arguing with Henry A. Ball, a Civil War veteran who came to Walsh County, Dakota Territory, where he not only became affectionately known as Bald-Headed Bill, but also, he claimed, wrote a song. Little old sod shanty on the claim. According to Roger Welsh, Motts and Ball might find a Nebraska homesteader, Emory Miller, eager to intervene in the argument because he was the true author. Or perhaps, on a cloud somewhere, all the alleged authors of the Anthem of the Plains have formed a choir to sing the stanzas in unison and reminisce about the early days in the eternal fashion of old settlers. Two years ago, I became conscious of the potential of digitized, indexed, pioneer newspapers of the prairies to solve this sort of mystery. Using the database Chronicling America, I quickly accumulated dozens, scores of variant texts of the ballad from all parts of the plains. I determined that western Kansas was ground zero for the propagation of the song, but I lost the Back Trail in 1883. The ballad seemed to emerge at that time unattributed in multiple sources. Since then, I've taken to search into a larger database, newspapers.com, and cracked the case. I believe I can tell you who wrote the ballad under a different title in Smith County, Kansas, in 1880. I also believe the song traveled to Dakota Territory and after metamorphizing on the northern plains, returned to Kansas in 1883 and sprawled all over the plains from there. Stay tuned, and I'll sort this out.